Do you have interstitial cystitis? On a recent Q&A I did on my Instagram stories, I got a question from Gina asking, any tips on how to treat interstitial cystitis? I know I usually do content on bloating and constipation, but I see it has a huge amount of overlap with the gut. And so today I'm talking with you about four tips to naturally treat your IC so that you can live flare reduced or flare free from interstitial cystitis. Hey friend, welcome to the Better Belly Podcast. Do you want freedom from bloating and constipation? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling natural constipation remedies, causes for bloating, or recipes and exercises to help constipation? Are you frustrated with the mind game of trying to figure out what foods are helping or hurting your gut? Hey, I'm Allison, mom, wife, and functional gut health practitioner. At a young age, bloating and constipation were my constants. I didn't know what to do and wished I could just live a normal life focusing on my passions, my job, and my family. I was tired of abdominal pain that woke me up at night and wasting time and money on gut health remedies that just didn't work. Breakthrough moment, the functional medicine and osteopathic approach to gut health. In this podcast, you will find natural remedies for bloating and constipation, practical, doable belly exercises and massages, and debunk the myths about what really is causing your tummy problems. So toss out those laxatives and say goodbye to that embarrassing gas. Your gut health is calling. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health. Hey friend, have you been waiting for Blood Lab Bootcamp to reopen? Or have you ever wanted to jump on a one-on-one call with me and have me look at your whole health history and all your labs and all of everything going on in your health and help you find what to do next? If you have said yes to either of these, then I have great news for you. This April, I am doing a giveaway for the entire month for anybody who leaves a rating and review for us on Apple Podcasts between now and April 30th. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating and review, take a screenshot of that rating and review, and post that screenshot on either our Facebook group or by emailing us the screenshot to hello at betterbellytherapies.com with the subject line podcast review. Once you've done this, you will be automatically entered into our giveaway for the opportunity to get free access to Blood Lab Bootcamp and get an unstuck session with me where I do a personalized review of your health history and help you find your next steps that's going to lead to your health breakthrough. Our winners for this contest will be announced on May 4th and you will be privately messaged by email or on Facebook using whichever whichever way that you submitted your review screenshot by. Feel like you missed any of that? Go and scroll down to our show notes and we have links to leave a rating and review, join our Facebook group and more there. All right, so jumping into our content now, four tips to address interstitial cystitis. Tip number one, address underlying inflammation. So some common sources of inflammation that I find are unique or at least happen more often with interstitial cystitis or what I will call IC from here on out is mold, candida, 
poor oxalate detoxing. Oxalates, by the way, are in foods. If you want to hear more about oxalates and oxalate detox, go check out episode 105, Clear Your UTIs and Interstitial Cystitis through the detox pathway number two. Again, that's episode 105, and I have a link in the show notes for you for that. And then the last toxin that I see a lot with with uh, I see is C. diff. If you've never heard of it, that's fine. But these are all toxins that you, uh, all these pathogens will, you will urinate the toxins that they produce. And so this can really inter- irritate the bladder lining. Now you can have mold candida, C. diff, and poor oxalate detox without IC. But if you do have IC, what it means is that your bladder is just more prone to getting inflammation or an inflamed lining. The bladder for everybody across the board everybody's bladders, it's a, the, the lining of it is very thin and it can become irritated very easily. That's why if you get a UTI and it gets up into the bladder, there can be bleeding that you will then see blood in your urine, which can give you a sign of something's wrong. But it's just because the bladder is a, it has a very sensitive lining. And if you have IC, yours is extra, extra sensitive. And it's just a genetic thing where basically I like to think of I see in any autoimmune and any honestly chronic illness or chronic pain problems as your body's way of saying, "Hey, something's not right." It doesn't mean you're you're irreparably broken. It just means there's more to be dug into. And doctors are typically not going to dig into that with you. They just might say, "Here's some medication. It's an immunosuppressant or whatever it is." And they might say you have to live with it, or maybe you only get a flare up once a month with your cycle. And they're like, "Whatever. It could be worse." And But really what it's saying is something's, your body's not managing something well. And so these toxins are entering into the bladder and then flaring up the bladder. So you want to number one, address underlying inflammation. And you can check all these toxins that I just mentioned, the mold, the candida, oxalate, C. diff, through something called an OAT test, stands for OAT, organic acids test. It's a urine test that you can do at home. And it's something that I do with my clients when it's relevant, when they work with me in my one-to-one coaching program, the foundations program. The OAT test is not something that you can just order a la carte on your own online, but you do need to work with a qualified practitioner who has access to be able to order it for you and then also help you interpret it. But if you are trying to work with an integrative practitioner, or functional practitioner, you know, whoever it is, some holistic practitioner, because again, this test won't be done in a hospital or through conventional doctors. Um, This would be something that you can talk to your health professional with, or if you want to work with me, I would love to run an OAT test with you to help your IC. So that's number one, address underlying inflammation so that your bladder's not constantly peeing out these toxins from some other source. Number two, this is something I also see really unique to IC, and and not that no one else deals with it, but that when IC is prevalent, I'm immediately thinking we want to check this thing, and that is check your estrogen metabolites. What are metabolites? Metabolites are the result of estrogen going down the detox pathway in your body. Think metabolism or to metabolize food. It's this breaking down process. So estrogen metabolites are not your typical three top estrogens. If you're familiar with this, you have E1, E2, and E3. Those are estrogens you can check in blood work, but you can only see estrogen metabolites in urine. Again, because you you are peeing out the detox 
detoxification form of estrogen. There's two stages of estrogen detox. There's phase one. It's it's super simple language, guys. Phase one, and it this has to do with your liver, so you can call it phase one liver detox. And then you have phase two liver detox. This is typically methylation through something called the COMT enzyme. And this gives you a great insight into how you are detoxing your estrogens. You can do this and you can see how your body's metabolizing them again, not through blood work, but through something called a Dutch test. It's a dried urine test and you can do this at home as well. And when you do this urine collection, it'll show you Maybe your top three, E1, E2, E3 hormones are are at normal levels, but maybe your other two are really high. And that can mean that you're not detoxing these estrogens well, and they're ending up dumping really quickly into your bladder. So it's usually like an all or nothing situation. And then the bladder gets irritated and you're going to get your IC flare. Again, remember that anytime we're talking about autoimmune disorders, you never like heal it. Like you, you just don't have IC anymore, but you can have no flares or fewer flares. So clients who tend to work with, who work with me with IC, what we tend to see is they will go from maybe two IC flares a month to one IC flare in a year. And so it doesn't mean that they don't have IC anymore, but it means maybe that one time that in that year they were getting poor sleep and they um, drank some alcohol and they were traveling and because, you know, it was a new year thing or whatever. And that just sets the body up to have more inflammation. But if you're just living your day-to-day life and still getting a lot of IC, it means something more ongoing is happening. It's not these one-time things, right? So when you get your Dutch test, you... it's showing you all these different things going on in your hormones and hormones play a big part in IC, especially estrogen. So something you can ask yourself even without getting the Dutch test is, does your IC get worse around ovulation or menstruation? Or did it calm down when you went on birth control? Or maybe it got worse, gets worse, or maybe it started when you came off of birth control. And this is because birth control flatlines hormones But then you can get a hormone buildup that the liver is having to deal with because of all these uh, xenoestrogens, these chemical estrogens and progesterones hanging out in the body from the birth control. And then that will congest the liver so that it can't detox. And when you come off the birth control, then suddenly you get a huge wave of, of hormones that the body can't handle because the birth control has now uh, inhibited and congested the liver. So You want to check your estrogen metabolites, but you can also be thinking about these things in terms of your hormones, looking for clues in your symptoms. Are your hormones a part of your IC uh, symptoms? Number three, you want to reduce exposure to something I just mentioned called xenoestrogens. So xeno is Latin for alien. So it's an estrogen that your body does not make. That's it. It's a, it's a it's an estrogen that comes from outside of your body. And so think that's going to be birth control. That's going to be an IUD. That's going to be um, chemicals. And this is, this is becoming more and more talked about in the health world, especially online. But parabens and phthalates, one of the reasons that they get such a big, big rap go, right now is that 
they are xenoestrogens. Uh, so scented products, anything that says scents in it or fragrance, that has parabens and phthalates in it. So perfume, candles, lotions, makeup, all of these things that are scented that with, with a chemical scent, these all have xenoestrogens in them. So if you put lotion on your skin that has a nice scent or flowery scent, or you put a perfume on that you love, but it is a chemical scent, then you're putting on xenoestrogens onto your skin and it's ending up in your body. You can use my favorite app for finding clean, non-toxic product is the EWG app. It stands for Environmental Workers Group, EWG. You just look it up. It has a little green insignia. And you can use that app to scan barcodes or search brand names and different items and get see a rating on what it how how they rate it and see does it have parabens and phthalates in it what's going on there something else to consider in this world of xenoestrogens and estrogen imbalance and dominance is the problem of hormonal birth control and iud's but also copper IUDs and copper implants because the reason copper works as uh, birth control is because it causes the body to hold on to estrogen and you can then not only become estrogen dominant and estrogen toxic, but you can also develop something called hidden copper toxicity so that even when you're off of the birth control, you're still having estrogen detox problems because the hidden copper toxicity is literally causing you to hold on to estrogen. The best way to look and see if you have hidden copper toxicity is through something called an HTMA test. And this is again, one of the foundational four functional lab tests I do in my foundations program. If you want to work with me in the foundations program, you can join my waitlist by going to betterbellytherapies.com slash waitlist. And I open up the waitlist whenever I have new client slots open, which is usually one every month or every other month. And I usually open one to two slots. So join the waitlist if you want to work with me and get rid of your IC or other GI problems. And lastly, something else I've seen be really helpful for people with IC is get visceral manipulation. Some IC symptoms such as painful urination or leaking is going to, can actually come from restrictions that are around the bladder and or urethras or ureter. So that can be something you want to look at. Pelvic floor therapy can also be helpful, but I've definitely had clients come to me after having already worked with a pelvic floor therapist and the additional visceral manipulation has made a huge difference with their painful urination. So it's a bonus if you can find a pelvic floor therapist who also does visceral manipulation and whether whoever you can find to do visceral manipulation, this is just going to be a huge bonus, especially again, if you have those restrictions, because dealing with the inflammation is going to be huge and then dealing with the physical restrictions around the bladder. So you can find a visceral manipulation practitioner through an easy to use guide that I've created for you. You can go to betterbellytherapies.com slash find, and you can find a visceral manipulation practitioner near you using a zip code and different credentials to find someone you can trust who is good. Again, go to betterbellytherapies.com slash find, or you can click the link in the show notes. So that's it for today's episode. I hope this was helpful for you. If you have a question for me, I would love to answer it. You can submit it at betterbellytherapies.com slash askallison, or you can join my Facebook group at betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook and join in the conversations we have on there. Ask a question and you may get featured on the Better Belly podcast. Hey friend, I hope you loved this episode. If you've been a fan for a while or newly loving this podcast, can you do me a favor? 
drop into Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. When you leave a review, you do so much. You help me know you're listening. You can tell me what you're loving so I know what to make more of. And you help others by boosting this podcast so other people like you can find the podcast too. I mean, it's a win, 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 right? So if you want a way to pay it forward, just go to Apple Podcasts or click the link in my show notes and leave a rating and review. And if you want some more free stuff, just head over to my free Facebook group, betterbellytherapies.com slash Facebook, and you can get access to all of my free support for you, including some Facebook group exclusive stuff like my podcast episode vault, where you can search the Better Belly podcast by topic and find exactly what you need to expedite your healing. I cannot wait to see you in there. Catch you guys next week.